Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today we're doing something a tad different. I will be taking center stage in the ring as my good friend Diaper Style returns from season one to put me in the hot seat and ask all about my experiences as a foreigner in the Berlin kink scene. Berlin's become something of a second home to me at this point, so I talk about the ins and outs of the fetish scene and how I came to fall in love with the place. If you get the chance, please do rate and review this podcast. It makes a massive difference and helps put me on the proverbial podcasting map. Also, if you don't, they'll eat your brains. Today, the circus returns to Berlin, Germany, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. This doesn't make any sense. So that's how I know that this is going to be great. These are the best uh, entries. I wrote down left in box, fine. Left tied up, not so fine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hey, so let me try. Let me try a thing. Okay. Hello, everybody at home and at the screens. It is me, your host. Tonight, we have a very interesting guest. You all know him. It's Barney, a.k.a. the Mucklestoder. And tonight, he is going to be in the hot seat for some nice questions about his experiences with kink life and Berlin and traveling there. Hello, Barney. Hi there. Thank you for that intro. Yes, I sure am going to be doing all of those things, and I'm very excited to, <laughs> to be back. I sure hope we don't maintain this mode of speaking all the time because it is very exhausting, so I'm going to switch back to just my normal voice. Okay, thank you. So, uh, hello. Hi. As I said, today we want to talk a little bit about Berlin, your experiences and approach. And the first thing is uh, that I would like to know is uh, simply when did you first go there and as stupid as it sounds why or what for uh why i'm why i'm not quite sure i uh like it was an accident that i ended up where i ended up because i got on the wrong plane (laughs) yeah well almost like i i wanted to go to Folsom. that was it Mm. which was a really bad idea because i had just I just kind of entered the scene and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just go to Folsom. You mean the fetish yeah. scene in general? Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, okay, yeah. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd only just like come out to my partner and then started doing art and then started making friends. I mean, many people uh, think like, okay, if I'm going to Berlin first, oh, let's go to Folsom, which is of course kind of a good idea. But on the other hand, the city in terms of party life and fetish and scene, especially king scene, already in normal operating mode can in default mode can be quite overwhelming and then going there to Folsom it's just yeah way too much experiences uh, to take in it's a lot it's a lot what I and I mean I, I did this, this I, I did the very same thing of course when I came here first and then I moved uh, here so uh, just for the listeners I'm not uh, a Berlin native myself I live here since about 10 years now. And of course, I was also super hyped, super stoked, tried to go to every party and meet with all the thousand people that would be there yeah. from around the world during Fossum that I only know from like chat rooms or whatever. Uh-huh. And of course, you it put so much expectations on pressure on yourself and you just can't make them come true uh, like all of them. So yeah, that can be a little bit overwhelming. So did you go there to Fossum then? No, I, f- <laughs> I fucked up. I booked my flights, but like for totally the wrong time so i like 
Googled the weekend that Folsom is and I looked and it was like, oh, it's this weekend. And I was like, great. So I'll book my flights to Berlin then. And then I realized the dates that I had looked at were for Folsom, San Francisco. So I was flying to Berlin. I mean, did you, I don't know, double check or something? No, I just like, <laughs> I was really stupid. It was, this was like a last minute plan. Like I didn't, I didn't have any plans in place. So I just. Okay, so, so when did you realize your mistake? Uh, like. I think a week before I was meant to arrive. <laughs> you know, at least. I mean, it would be a shame if you went all all dressed up to, right. uh, to the gay area. Yeah. And then wondering, hey, where is everybody? This look this looks different than the photo photos. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I also like I didn't know anyone. I didn't have anywhere to stay. I'd never been to an event. Um, I think this is really like a crash course in what not to do, and maybe. Uh, oh well, then you give, uh, then you can give interesting insights. <laughs> like this was just not a good uh, plan that I made. But I was talking to Pinchy on Instagram, and he said, mm. "Oh well, you're in luck because this weekend that you're going to be here is actually we're having the ABDL party." And I was like, "Oh, I yeah." See. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay, great. I have somewhere to go, and I, I at least know one person." So, so, so you thought like, Ugh, at least something, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I take it probably, maybe gonna suck, but at least something. Well, I thought it was probably better because I was really nervous about going to Folsom, and I think I would have been way too overwhelmed. And this was also, by the way, this was in the middle of COVID, so it was like thirty people maximum or something. It was I had to have my booster jab which I hadn't had yet so I had to have a test every day it was just there was a lot of things that mm. made this event like really restricted and uh I think that really helped because it meant it was I was really really eased into it I tried to remember was it like 30 or 40 people really that small yeah it was small. I mean I was there but I was working at yeah, yeah. the bar or whatever so I didn't count people but it always seems very full at this party so this was actually really like your first uh You, you haven't uh, go to to I don't know the scene the bars no. around Schöneberg. No, 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 nothing. no, no, nothing. I hadn't I hadn't been to Schöneberg yet because I I stayed really close by. Um, for the for the listeners, Schöneberg is uh, the gay the gay area. It's the cool. Of, uh, it's the cool spot. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's it actually really is. It's, that's like that's where everything is. That's uh, where I always stay now because it's just the most fun. But um, yeah, it was really like. I was staying kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I, I came in and out for the party. I had no time to explore Berlin. I didn't like experience anything. I was just in those <laughs> walls. So you were you were naive but optimistic. Yeah, and scared. I was really scared. I decided to do this. Really? Thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I decided to do this thing, and I was just like, uh, What about? Well, like I was nervous. I had never going to Berlin or the party or everything. Definitely the party. I was nervous that like I didn't know anyone, and I felt mm. really awkward. We we take care of that pretty quickly. Yeah, I actually think every event experience that I've had since I well, I mean, I fucking come back to this one all the time now. So this is like to no one's surprise is like my favorite place in the world. So um, I think a huge part of that is being looked after. Because I arrived and it was like, oh, you're new. Okay, we're going to take care of you. So this is what everything is. This is, you know, who everyone is. These are nice people. Um, you know, come hang out. Like, it was immediately hmm. just, I felt at home. There was like, you know, the first hour was pretty awkward. And I didn't know what to expect at all. Actually, I arrived really late. And I didn't understand that, like, the venue doesn't close. So I was like, oh, can I can I arrive? Like, it's 10 and I've just arrived. And so I called ahead. I don't remember who was... 10, 10 is about the time when it likes, uh, when everybody had the first round of yeah. drinks and everybody gets... Yeah, that's when it kind of starts. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh. So I called, I can't remember who it was. I think it was... It was Michael Jens or someone. And That's when some drunk guy uh, takes uh, uh, gets the, the giant Jenga. Yes, yes. That's when, like, all the toys come out. And anyway, I, I start, <laughs> um, I decide to call ahead and I'm like, hey, could I, could I still arrive? I don't actually have a ticket for this evening. And they say, well, we're fully booked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, how many people are you? One? They're like, one? Okay, yeah, come, 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 come. Okay, fine. <laughs> 
and and I say, you know, um, but I don't know what time you close. Like, should I? And they were like, um, don't understand the question. I say, like, what what time does it close? Close. Uh, Why should it? I don't. Yeah, uh, when the last person leaves, I was like, okay, great, great. I'll, uh, I'm on my way. And the whole time I'm walking there, I was like, uh, you know what? It's late. I'll just go back to my hotel. Like, I don't know anyone. This is going to be super awkward. Oh, I'm really nervous. Like, oh, do I want to do this? I've never been to anything like this before. And especially I was really new to ABDL and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. So the whole way I'm walking, I'm having this like little internal crisis. I'm thinking like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, I'll just go tomorrow. It's fine. Like whatever. And then I thought, okay, but being really, really nervous is probably a sign that I'm excited. And if I hate it, I can just leave. It usually is, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, maybe I just maybe I just go. And I arrive. Oh, and by the way, I walked because I didn't have any money and I, I just arrived. I didn't know mm. how the public transport worked. I walked and it was like a 40-minute walk. You didn't have money, yeah. I, I see a pattern here. I, I've just gotten paid now, so I'm back to normal. Um, so I'll come back and... Uh, then all the drinks can be on me. But um, yeah, I was just like new and scared. And I thought like, it, it was dead. Like th there was nobody out. It was, it's, I don't know. It was just the COVID times. Like everyone was- And to be honest, I mean, uh, the place where Quilgast is located, it doesn't look particularly look like the party right. area. It's like- It's, uh, and it's this back door yeah. that you think like, okay, I don't know. It, it could possibly, if, if I knock and the door opens, it could be a fetish party. It could also be- It could be grandma's house. It could I be, don't know, uh, an illegal casino run by the Chinese mafia or something like it that. It could be anything. It could be a snake shop. So it certainly it, looks like that, <laughs> like a snake shop. I, 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 <laughs> I like that. I like that, yeah. I didn't know what it, I didn't know what I was looking for. So I arrived and, you know, the map is like, you've reached your destination. I look around and I'm like, no way fucking haven't so i'm trying to find the door for ages can't find it i'm trying to like instagram pinchy but of course like no phones inside so eventually i'm like okay well i'm really annoyed now because i just walked forever but i guess i'll just leave and as i leave i see somebody lean out the window and it's antonio and i'm like i recognize that person from instagram And I saw him just lean out the window and he's got his big like nookie in his mouth. And I was like, okay, so I am in the right place. And then I was just trying to find the door. And I was like, what the, where's the door? And it's like round the side. It's all sort of hush, hush, secretive. Anyway, yeah, eventually I get in and that first hour it was super awkward, like just trying to, you know, blend in. And so I did what I, you know, what I normally do when I feel awkward and uncomfortable and socially anxious, which is I just start drinking which is a very hmm. British solution to problems, but it kind of worked. Oh, it's a, a popular solution with like social problems. It's a fantastic social lubricant. So, but uh, besides besides getting boost, uh, what uh, event or site or whatever made you actually to lose up or uh, get comfortable with the situation? Um, I think there was a few things. Like the first thing was that... It, it was it was kind of just everyone's attitude. Everyone was so relaxed, so chill. Everyone's running around in diapers, and this was just so normal. And to me, I was like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, it 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 makes it instantly like puts everybody on eye level. Yeah, you, ca you yeah. cannot feel insecure or a little bit ashamed mm -hmm. about a fetish that still has yeah. its issues, like in terms of uh, how you are seen by muggles or whatever. But, you know, everyone running around with a diaper poking out, it's basically evens the level, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like, oh, okay, this is normal. And I, I think once I found Pinchy, I, the, the first few things was, I think this was the first time I had someone put a diaper on me. And I was, like, not very good at doing it myself. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really want to do it myself. So, like, getting diapered for the first time, again, was just this thing of like, now it's so normal. But in the moment, I was like, okay, so I'm just going to get naked and lie down here and you're going to diaper me. And it, it, it was very, the first time it's very intimate and it's very like, okay, this is happening. And once I was diapered, once I had settled in, once I talked to a few people and yeah, I had a few beers, I just felt at home. And the other thing is, so 
I want to talk about um, Failgeist a little bit because it is just like the ABDL event is is the biggest one, which kind of comes as no surprise now that I realize how ubiquitous ABDL is, especially like lots of people just don't talk about it or, you know, have, have other kink profiles online separate so that their ABDL presence isn't part of that. And the way that the space is transformed just for this weekend, like the massive ball pit, the classroom, you can go do coloring. I remember just like getting into the little yeah, cinema. It's, it's, it's just a fun. You have all this fetish furniture. And of course, in the back lot and in the storage rooms, we have all other kinds of gizmos and gadgets and stuff that you need uh-huh. for running a club and yeah. you no know, like infrastructural things. And then, of course, toys and furniture and stuff that's just not out because space is limited and all these shenanigans. And then you just have this one room that basically looks like a toy store. Yeah, yeah. which is <laughs> just so fun. And it's like, I, I, yeah, I looked at like all these bondage contraptions and all these cages, all these things that at the time I thought were kind of scary, really. And then they're right next to all this yeah, but, stuff. But once you use uh, the cages to store diapers and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the bondage table is transformed into a fluffy, pillowy changing table, uh-huh. it kind of yeah. loses uh, its uh, intimidation. Totally. It just made me like it. I mean, I just made me like now I love all those things. I mean, I remember the first time I saw the coffin and I was like, that looks scary. What, what, what coffin? It's, it's, a, it's a box. You know, a, a coffin would be a little bit strange everyone can like whatever he was uh, he likes but uh, yeah a coffin would be weird please explain to me how this is different to a coffin it misses the cross and it <laughs> does not has this particular shape and it's right okay and yeah, it's, it's painted it's... with uh, uh, leather and not with red velvet like in vampire movies yes and has an enormous amount of straps and restraints inside of it but, um, yeah, let, let, let's say a normal coffin would not need uh, restraints to keep you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, like, I, the first time I saw that, I was like, Ugh. and now I, I just, the last party, I, you know, had, had a nice time out in there, uh, which was nice. Oh, ah, did you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, al- I'm always busy at these parties, so uh, I cannot, uh, you know always keep my eye on you and all the little shits and giggles you are trying out i mean i've, I've tried everything now so did you take a turn on the on the on the wheel of fortune the first time yeah i took a turn on the wheel that first time but i didn't know again this is like my that, first that's like that's so, like a thing everybody does that you have you know to, you have we to. have we, we 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 often have people coming there for the first time and we try to be nice and yeah and if you got questions and need anything usually the first question they come back at you besides oh, about the toilets or something is can i try the wheel can i try the wheel yes of course you can try the wheel Whee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah the wheel was so much fun and also i think that was something that really made but that is exactly the thing you know it's 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 all about a fun attitude there and it's kind of family and friends you know it's 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 more like a bunch of friends meeting for a private party rather than uh, one of the gay bars and clubs where you have to i don't know pass the door test and then buy overpriced drinks and everybody's leaning in the corner and staring and glaring at each other and thinking yeah Let's see what happens tonight. It's more like this. Yeah, come, just come in and have a beer and then have a chat and see what, what happens. Yeah, it's like a little reunion. It's Every time I go there, it's just, yeah, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah, that, that is, of course, a thing, especially for the diaper parties. It feels like half of Twitter is there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just nice. Like, you see all the, all the usual suspects. And I feel like there's also something that... Um, like talking about the wheel, like that kind of, um, I, I felt so involved because at first I'm sort of looking and like not really sure and just kind of on the sides. And then, you know, when the puppies are like, you want to go on the wheel, let's get you on the wheel. And that kind of like everybody teasing each other and everybody's taking a turn and you feel part of the fun and that kind of thing. Like now it's so exciting to me when I get to see all those guys again and Everyone's running around and being silly and shooting each other with Nerf guns and jumping in the ball pit. And... Oh, yeah. The, the amount of Nerf guns uh, <laughs> dramatically increased over, over time. <laughs> yeah, now people arrive with them just sticking out of their bags. Like... 
it's always a. Uh, but what what you said is uh, also true for me. So uh, you know, I've been in Berlin for quite a while. That means in the scene for quite a while here, and I also worked in the scene. And I never really. I always felt, you know, at events and stuff. I still I often felt like a guest or like a visitor. Mm-hmm. You know, just outside observer who hopes that some of the fun like would come to him. And it was really uh, when I got more and more involved uh, with Quillgeist that I finally found a place where I found what I always lacked. Like, of course, I had sex and fun and had my people for that, but it is the first place where I would have like these really like a peer group, uh, puppies mm. would say a pack or, you know, like yeah. uh, this, this kind of uh, having a circle of friends that you can not necessarily even enjoy uh, sexual things all the time, but uh-huh. living in that context and, and have talks yes. and chats yeah. and interesting experiences, you know? Yeah, just living and in that it. Is just, and that, that feels like really wholesome for somebody who in the like normal scene out there or whatever you would call it, uh, in the commercial kink scene, or I don't know, is kind of... For some people, like me, if you are more shy and more a little on the calm side socially, then uh, it's it's tricky to find that experience. Yeah, I mean, my I remember the first time I had this moment, I just sat down somewhere and I was just looking around. I think I just sat in the ball pit and I just looked around me and I was like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah, and it's if you look if you look around, you, you just... Um, and, and it's this kind of, what is the difference? What is the difference in the field? And it is... You look around and you see a place where everybody is relaxed. Everybody's Everybody right. feels fine with himself yeah. and the situation and how things are going. And it's just having fun in their own yes. ways. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it was the most, that was the most like transformative thing. That's still my favorite thing to do. Like every time I go, I will have a moment where I'll, I'll go and just sit down somewhere for a second and have a beer and look around and be like, because also I hadn't met people like me really like I had only just started meeting people in the kink community and so I was like oh wow these are people with whom I don't have to have this wall between where they don't know any like this part of my life it's you don't have you don't have to uh reveal yourself in controlled doses yeah. Like this normal you have, okay, I'm in this situation in this context. Now out of my drawer or out of the drawer of my soul, I pull this aspect of my personality and this, yeah. this could work here. And at uh, like places like Quailgeist, it, it's uh, that you can just be whatever you are or just yourself. Yeah. And oh, like even... And, and nobody is like judging you for whatever. No, no. Like I was still nervous to say, you know, people like, oh, so what are you into? And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, clowns. And they were like, wow, cool. And it's like, well, yeah, we're all here wearing diapers dressed as puppies and, you know, people are in rubber and people are in all kinds of fun stuff. Like it just. Yeah, that is always that is always the thing. I, I once saw like a cartoon where you see, uh, I think it it was uh, a drag queen or something like that, like getting dressed up and makeup in front of the mirror. And at the window, you could see like a face staring inside, which is like, oh, <clears throat> and then you see it from the outside. And it's a guy dressed in leather and fetish. And he says, like, ah, what a freak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's this yeah. just, and, and this kind of, uh, judgmental behavior, or whatever you just don't have, which makes it so, which is so funny. Uh, yeah. Which makes it so comfy. It's just so, yeah, comfy and nice. And the other thing is, I, you know, my kinks were very, um, rigid at the time because I hadn't really explored. And so, being there, I suddenly, and being with those people, like just being surrounded by a, a group of guys who are really enthusiastic about a bunch of stuff and they're like having fun with all the various toys and they're doing it. And I'm like, oh, it kind of makes me want to do it. And so that was the, the going in the wheel, like, and being like tickled by the pups. And then they put me upside down and then they sat their diapers on me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't sniffed a diaper before. Like this is, oh, oh, this is not bad. Oh, <laughs> oh I kind of like this. And then you know later on, but, I'm, I'm but you know, that, that, and... that is the fun thing I observed about the diaper fetish. I mean, it, people are getting more relaxed about it and more open. 
this like increased over the years and since like yeah. you know all the twitter communities and stuff formed it really exploded but uh it, it, it is still something people are like reluctant or like oh, i don't know diapers but the fun thing is i i brought so far if my account is right uh, i think i brought five people to like it in the fetish and the fun thing is uh, the hard part is you know convince them to try it but once you got them in it. It's they are selling mm. themselves. Basically, it's like yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. It li- it links back to something of being protected and uh, cared for. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. Comf- and it is comfortable and comfy and warm and and, and convenient. Well, like that side of things kind of came later because for me it was more about the you know I'm I'm more about the interaction and so. You know the 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 act of being diapered and cared for that was sort of what drew me in and then all of a sudden seeing all these new things i was like i want to try so many new things so you know i was like i want to go in that i want to go on that put me in the coffin put me in the tickle chair put me in the you know Bucket list yeah just doing it all and then i saw um eno uh spanking pinchy and i was like huh that looks fun it looks cool it looks silly it looks funny <laughs> yeah it looks fun yeah <laughs> well yeah but then i did it and i honestly like never in my life ever thought i would have wanted to and i loved it so much and so this was uh, on the first weekend as well yeah, yeah. Ah, okay so, so how, how often did you how often did you go there then on your first visit after my i mean i went to i went to the weekend and then uh left and then came back for every single one I think I missed one since. No, that, that tells something. So, uh, uh-huh. so, but uh, then, so, so you had your first Quillgeist visit and experience. Uh, anything else that you saw of the city itself? Or no, no, okay. really, not until yeah, yeah, not until the next time because I, I came, I arrived late on the Friday night and I left late on the Sunday night, and that was it. So I basically just lived there and then uh, came back a few more times. So. What uh, I would like to know is there is a phenomenon that I guess it does not only uh, does not only occur uh, in the context of Berlin visits, but also if you I don't know go to London for fetish parties and come more from a quiet or rural country town or whatever. This feel I, I can remember the first time I visited Berlin. I stayed for uh, like a week or ten days, and of course I uh, I didn't know Quillgeist back then, but I went to the scene and the fetish stores and all the bars and, and clubs and dark rooms, of course. And when I came back to my old life, it was kind of, uh, huh, life will never be the same. I don't know why, but, uh, hmm. uh-huh. uh, yeah, you know, I instantly, I, I instantly realized that this isn't, was not like an exceptional thing for me or something, but this is something that from now on I'm going to miss kind of. You know, it's like yeah. I had a moment. many people, and many people tell me that that when they uh, like leave their old lives behind and go for for some fun uh, fetish festivities in Berlin and and or in other places, and then they come back home, they always have like uh, have to come undone. You know? <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I had this big moment. That I mean I really say that this place changed my life because. It, it literally did. And that's why, like, very quickly, I was like, I want to help out. I want to, you know, always come back. And it was just that I realized that I loved this so much. I loved this sense of community. And I loved, like, the feeling of being free and not pretending that I'm, you know, anything else but myself. And it made me, it started all of this. I, in that moment, was like, I'm, when I get back, I'm going to quit my job. I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to work in kink somehow because this is this is just it's such a big part of my life and it's I I this is what I want to do. So when I came home I quit my job and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, time to go <laughs> figure out what I can do." And I was, you know, doing my art and starting that was just kind of starting, so it wasn't so much at the time. And Somehow on the internet, I just, I found playtime and I was like, that looks cool. I'm going to work there. And I sent them a video (laughs) instead of a cover letter. And I was like, hey, I'm into all this stuff. I can do all of this. Please hire me. (laughs) 
Um, and then they did. So yeah, like that that first time in Berlin, like absolutely changed my life. Is, is that a thing in, within your personality that uh, if you have an idea or think what is a good idea, that you throw yourself in like on right on the spot? Because I I can remember, you know, uh, when I came to Berlin, I don't know maybe. Within my first year, I discovered Quailgeist and then I hang around and get closer to people. But it took me quite a while. I think I'm a member since, I don't know, two or three years. Um, you like signed right on the spot. Yeah, I became a member like by the second or third time. Yeah. Because, well, no, because I, I think it was more that like, no, it just, it changed everything for me. It, and it made me go, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt very much like I was just, you know, in the wind. I wasn't really sure where I was going. And this was something that I, I, it all just clicked. I was like, yeah, duh. I mean, this this huge part of my life that I thought I needed to bury and find something else. And actually this first event, I really got to have a big moment of like self-acceptance. And I was like, fuck it. I, like, this is what I want. So I think it was just like a huge turning moment for me. And then and then from there, I was like, okay, so I'm going to sign up. I'm going to be a member. I want to try all of these different things. I want to try everything <laughs> there is. And like this last time, I mean, every limit that I had just vanished. And so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, all, we all could tell. <laughs> Chastity was not like, telling, uh, Not telling anything, you know, keep this uh, sober and family friendly. <laughs> This we're gonna keep this sober yeah. and family friendly. Absolutely not, winner. Yeah, you you jumped the train. Uh, you jumped on the train right right away. Hard and and like mm. to this last time where I one of us, one of us. <laughs> well, this last time when I did chastity for the first time, which was like so scary, and I I didn't want to do it, and then I was like, wait, but what if? What if? Doing it is really scary, and that's really exciting. Yeah, that is often the thing. And I was like, "Fuck, what if we do that as like a big scene?" And then, fuck it, now I've done it, and I'm like, "Okay, well." So, no, no hmm. limits left, really. The thing about like going home and like feeling post Berlin blues, yeah, that like event drop thing, I've just never really experienced because I think I got so into it, got so excited and was like, well, this is going to be my life now. So I came home and was like, okay. I don't know exactly what is going to happen, but it cannot go on like this anymore. Yeah, I can't go back. So I just, I never felt like I really was going back to a normal life. But, you know, we all have these kind of experiences and moments in our life. And uh, what fascinates me is when I have such an experience... It's like this, uh, when, when I try to remember like the day or how this day started, like, like this, wow, 24 hours ago or when I woke up today, I would have never expected that this yeah. would happen today. Yeah. You know, it's like this, uh, it feels like, like, I don't know, destiny or whatever. It makes you also think like, oh, if I would have turned around that corner or in your case, case if you would have decided, nah, you know what? I actually wanted to go to Folsom. I canceled those flights. And, you know, uh -huh. maybe then yeah. you would have never met, I don't know, Pinchy, me, or the other guys. Yeah. You know, it always makes you think on I how, mean, how I... wicked the ways of life worked. <laughs> yeah, or, or what if I got the dates right and I went to Folsom? Yeah, and then maybe it would have take you, I don't know, 10 more years and 20 visits to discover Quilgeist. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would have ended up there pretty quickly because it's... Yeah, especially if you're like into diapers. Uh, well, it's just the best... Then best sooner or later, somebody's going to tell you about the party. <laughs> yeah, totally. And also, I remember thinking, okay, well, I'm at a fetish event. So at first I was like, well, surely the experience I'm missing out on is that I should be going and playing with someone. And when I did, I was like, huh... No, now I feel like I'm missing out because there's like people playing in the ball pit. There's like people are playing Mario Kart. There's a Nerf gun fight happening. There's somebody getting spanked. Yeah, someone's watching The Lion King. I was like, this is actually not the fun part. So I was just like, no, I'm just going to go back. And that's just never been like the interesting part for me. And I'm really glad that I realized that. That just the social aspect was far more fun mm. for me. And it is actually for being such a big fetish event, it is pretty, when I say non-sexual, I mean, of course, diapers are a fetish for all of us. Yeah. But it's, it is really about socializing and having fun together. 
instead yeah, instead like- of <laughs> instead of a fetish in terms of okay i put on gear that makes yep. me horny and then i do sexual yeah. things within that gear totally yeah yeah and i'm all, every single time i meet someone new who i like every time i you know i see all my friends and i see everyone and it's like so nice to see them again and you know a lot of the time people be helping out at different points and you know maybe you know i'm over here they're over there whatever so we didn't see each other as much this time but then we catch up next time whatever but there's always somebody that i start talking to that i haven't met before or i haven't spent that much time with that i'm like wow you're so that is true and that is that is a that is a thing that i, I really like about other places like kitkat club have you been there no, no oh then we have to uh to definitely do that yeah sure <laughs> oh yeah you you are going to love it but this is the same thing uh i for me uh i mean of course Kvilgas is a special place for me, but besides that, like KitKat Club is the most Berlin place that I know in Berlin. In terms mm-hmm. of it's a huge club, it's a little bit alternative and undergroundy. There are huge murals in fluorescent colors of all genders having sex in various <gasps> positions and penises and stuff. And it's basically a dance and techno and whatever club. And it is so weird in such a great way because it is gay people, straight people, and you would see like gay twinks making out on the dance floor and on the couch next to them, like a straight 60-year-old couple doing whatever and people having sex and crazy outfits. And uh, it's basically birdcage, but uh, X-rated. Something like that. Okay. So, okay, this is on the bucket list. We will go there next time. Okay. This, I haven't been there for ages uh, due to There's the pool? pandemics. Yeah, they have a pool. They have a steam room. Wow. They even had like, uh, they even had have a candy shop for your oh omnoms. And they also have in on one dance floor, they have a huge sculpture of a dragon on the wall, like a uh, reaching his head over the dance floor and when the dj pushes a button it breathes fire fuck that's cool yeah oh we we, we definitely oh, have to God. go there okay cool. Cool, cool 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 this is like amazing and you can totally wear your clown outfit there yes oh and by the time i come back i'm gonna have my rubber outfit Ooh, i'm getting right, measured right. tomorrow it's all paid i'm getting measured tomorrow and then so but speaking of uh, things to do uh, is there anything on your Berlin bucket list, what you want to see besides obviously KitKat Club now, but what have you done like in touristy things or other experiences and impressions of the city itself? Uh, itself. I mean, I've done the touristy stuff now. Though, oh, actually, I really want to go to Mauer Park still because. Oh yeah, that is, but that is something we we should do in summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think apart from that, really, I'm not sure. Like. The only other thing is maybe like at Folsom there was stuff that I thought next time I'll I'll do this because there are so many interesting again you just meet so many interesting people and there's so many little like um special interests that you could discover. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm interested to try some stuff. Also I never went to lab because I it didn't really feel like my scene. Um but I should totally go and just see what that's all about. For context, uh, Lab is uh, a gay cruising and fetish club that is in the basement of Berghain, which everybody seems to know. <laughs> everybody just keeps talking about it and they're like, oh, you haven't been? And I'm like, it sounds like I would hate it. No, but... it's, it's a nice location. It is, uh, I mean, if you are into like really mean fetish, it, it's just this, industri- I mean, Berghain is an old factory building and in the basement were still pieces of pipes and machinery and gears and screws are it, it is a pretty porn location and a nice one but it's yeah it, it's it's a fetish cruising club i mean it's nice you should uh, i mean you need to find like the proper party that sparks your interest and then mm-hmm. you can check it out definitely oh. um but besides like fetish scene what uh, was your impression like of the general vibe of the city of the people and okay so my this moment like still sticks with me is when i uh, first went, uh, I was walking to the street fair by myself and I had my pup mask on and some kid, like I was so nervous and I didn't know how people were going to react and nobody fucking cared. And some kid said my mask was cool. And I, it gave me so much confidence. And I was like, yeah, that's how it should be. Like, he's just like, yeah, cool mask. You know, 
and like seeing parents and their kids and elderly people and nobody was like clutching their pearls. Everyone knew what it was. Everyone, you know, it's a residential area. It's not any big deal. And I just thought that's, that's how it should be. The, the attitude was just so relaxed. And it wasn't until the evening when we went out for dinner and we're having dinner in a, in a restaurant, just in amongst all these muggles, <laughs> like just having a nice evening. And we're all there in gear. Like I'm dressed as a clown and like there's rubber and there's leather and there's all sorts of stuff. There's puppy hoods and just nobody batted an eye. They're like, yeah, you guys can sit here. You know, we bring you menus of just totally normal. And that feeling of like it being so not a big deal, so totally normal, totally accepted. I, I, I've, I haven't had that anywhere else. I don't know anywhere else that I could walk around quite openly because I go to a pup event here in the UK, but it's in Southampton. You would, uh, you would like dress as a normie, go there and uh, change clothes. Yes. Yeah. And so a few times I've done like the little puppy walk or we've walked to the pub, you know, in, in gear. And like, there've been a couple of times where, you know, it's late at night, people are drunk and people are like, whoa, 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 you know, just shout stuff. And it's like, yeah, you do kind of have to keep your wits about you and just see who's around. I mean, that is also true in Berlin. There are certainly some areas where you mm -hmm. should not go with your tail plug and mm -hmm. puppy mask. Like, But in general, I, I, I know what you mean. It is the same. Uh, it is the same for me. What I like about the city, about the vibe is uh, that people are way more relaxed about each other and even in a in a positive way don't care about each yeah. other in terms of, you know what, do your thing. As long as you don't, uh, I don't know, force it on me or behave irresponsible or whatever, then yeah. yeah, do whatever you like and be whoever you like. And also, which contributes to that fact is that Berlin is in terms of demographic and where the people live are very mixed. So mm. you would have just yeah. streets and, and, and like apartment houses where you would find, I don't know, elderly people, families with kids, migrants, queer people, you name it, whatever. And uh, of all classes of society and educational background or whatever. And everybody's basically living side by side and yeah, don't give a fuck about each other in terms of bickering of, ah, look at that, look at that. No, it's like, do your thing. And everybody is besides that nice, respectful and relaxed and also not, not all too serious about yourself. That is always helpful. It makes me think of, there's a photograph of a kid and a punk and this kid asked to touch his spikes. You know, he's mm. got like these spikes on his jacket and this guy's got a big colorful mohawk and everything. And the guy just like knelt down and let him touch the spikes and like they're both laughing. And I was like, yeah, that's how it should be. It's like, you do you and I'll do me. And it's <laughs> yeah. totally fine. And like, there's nothing, th this idea that the way that you look or express yourself or, or feel or are has anything to do with you as a person or, or something someone should judge you by is just so ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, actually every punk that I know is really nice. And being a punk has nothing to do with not being nice. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. Berlin punks are great. This is, there is this, uh, there is also, this is also another place that we definitely have to check out is there are besetzte Häuser in Berlin, like occupied buildings, you know, when in, usually like in the seventies and eighties, when people would like rebel a little bit and, uh, you know, when houses are empty for making profit with letting them uh, having, you know, I don't know what the English term is, but, you know, and people got fed up. And so especially punks started to occupy uninhabited buildings. Mm -hmm. And there are still some uh, there. And there is one house called the Tuntenhaus that was occupied by gay punks. And it still is today. Really? And if you want, uh, yes. And if you still, uh, a friend of mine actually lives there. And if you want to see a really underground-y, gay, queer, autonomous, self-organized uh, place, then this is amazing. And uh, meanwhile, like they made an arrangement with the owner of the house that basically says, okay, you don't tell us what to do and we pay for everything ourselves. And this place, okay, fine. So they are supported by like the owner of the house. And uh, once a year, they throw like, or two times a year, you know, it's not planned. It does not have a schedule, still punks. And, uh, but then there is like a huge party and it's like two adjunct, uh, two uh, connected apartment buildings, like old ones with huge uh, courtyards. And then there is just the most amazing, weird uh, and free uh, gay party in all Berlin. Fuck yeah. You just go. Just Google it, right? I can see yeah, you. I just, you're yeah. watching your screen with your mouth open. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's so fucking cool. Okay, I'm adding it to the list. Of places to explore? Yeah. Well, so the last time I was... Uh, the last time I was there, people started saying that apparently people think that I'm moving. Apparently I'm doing the thing that everybody who's moved there did where like, I just keep coming back, keep coming back. So a few people were like, oh yeah, but you're like 50% moved here, right? Like you're moving here, right? (laughs) Your your mind has already moved. Yeah. If it weren't for my partner, I already would have done it. But yeah, I I don't know. We will, we will be looking to move at some point. I mean, as someone who made that decision, I can tell you, yes, of course, it has its merits. But in the end, uh, you have to keep in mind, it's still a city. It's still a real place. You know, it's not all shits and giggles for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have that infrastructure of, I don't know, steam rooms, bars and clubs and guys or whatever. But it's not not like you, you do that all the time every weekend. You know, it, it still gets to a kind of normal level. It's good to have all these things, but still it's a city where you have to mm. live in, get up, go to work, yeah, yeah. go grocery shopping. You know, it's it's not like it's not like like what 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 sucks in life uh, will disappear. <laughs> yeah. But it's the fact that you can. It's the fact that like because the other thing I've loved doing is going to some of the other events. Mm. Like I, last time I went to the tickle party. And that was so much fun. And before that, I went to um, one of the bondage courses. And Mm. um, I think my friend's going to do a master slave course, which I think would be really cool. There is actually, uh, what you say, what what you're going to explore more in Kvilgas, there's actually one guy at the moment who is pretty new. He has been to like four or five parties. And then I asked him, because he was like going to five consecutive parties. And he's like a young guy. And uh, I asked him, oh, you seem to have a, pretty broad uh, spectrum of interests and he was oh no actually no i don't know yet but he decided this is a cool place and his plan yeah. is to, to come to every single party yes just to to have a look at everything yeah and to see what what he likes or not i love that i love that when i say wow this is pretty enthusiastic it's just cool <laughs> strict strict plan here yeah like i at first you know I never would have seen myself doing that. But then, you know, I met people who like, there are people who just come to the ABDL party because it's just a nice vibe or just to see what it's like or just to help out. And I love that. There's no, it doesn't matter. I had a nice conversation about that at the, at the last party. I was sitting with one of the guys who is, you know, Kibil guys does everything on their own. We have members yeah. for every purpose. You know, we have our own lawyers we have doctors on paramedics if if in need and of course we have guys who do like all the construction work who work in running a construction business and stuff and so he was sitting sitting there in the smoking area and i joined him uh, and he's like hey nice to see you here i didn't know that you are into abdl and he's like no matter of fact i am not but he likes to come here because this is the party with the most uh, relaxed vibe yes totally yeah my friend was saying the same he's like I can't get any of my friends to come. I keep telling them it's the coolest party and they're like, oh, we're not into it. Like, they want to go. And he's like, yeah, me neither. But it's just, it's really nice. It's a good hangout. It's just fun. But that is the mean thing. Uh, and that is, this is like the spider web we use to to catch our flies. Okay, you may, <laughs> okay, big boy, maybe you don't like diapers, but hey, uh-huh. here is a Nerf gun and here is a, uh-huh. yeah. let's play some Super Mario Smash Brothers on a really big screen and it's, yeah. uh, and while you're having free chips and lots of cheap beer, uh-huh. yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, and stay for dinner because the buffet is going to be great. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the, 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 I mean, I mean, at what fetish party do you like really get fresh cooked food right. just yeah. for free? There was a cheese board. Yes, yes, yes. No, there, 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 there is often a cheese board. Yeah, this is like you know, it's it's not it's not a posh party if you don't have a cheese board, mm-hmm. which is so my style. In German, we say "Käse schließt den Magen," which means uh, uh, cheese uh, closes the stomach. You know, it like always has to be the finishing mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, I love it there. I think it's the first place that I also felt that I could be myself and it was the first place that i and where people are not scared about what they see but tell oh that is nice show us more yeah totally and i was like oh like i don't know people like oh why don't you wear your clown stuff i'm like okay maybe and now i do it every time like it was the first place i got to do that so it's the first place that i'm like yeah it's my favorite place really what is was it your first public outing as a clown besides that only in play sessions or at home and stuff Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the nice thing, you know. Uh, I also come across many new stuff all the time, and 
you can always ask, oh, that, that looks weird. That looks interesting. What is that? Tell me what you like about it. And oh, okay, I see. And in doubt, can I try it? Yes, of course. And, you know, everybody's, it's just, and, and then there was uh, last weekend, I've been actually for the first time at the uh, gear and gears party, which is all about sex machines. Yeah, that looks cool. And people, people bring like uh, real, you know, those guys, uh, imagine the guy that cooked up Apple in his garage, basically guys like that, but building fetish things, you know, and yeah. they bring all their weird contraptions and devices. And, and, I, and I was wandering around just with a beer, not with the intention to really try anything, but, you know, making contact, maybe next time doing lots of show and tell and asking things. And suddenly mm-hmm. I realized this is just like one of those weird science fairs that you would see in, in high school <laughs> movies where everyone has his little booth and putting his diagrams on the wall on how he built this nice, I don't know, Mentos volcano or whatever. And basically that in a fetish of Orion with everybody showing his little gizmos and gadgets that he cooked yeah. up in his garage. This is just great. And I also love that that, that, that is happening in the same space where next week... It's going to be a bunch yeah. of littles pushing each other into the bullpen. <laughs> mm. This week it's sex machines. I, I love that it all just blurs together. Yeah, this has been my long form advertisement for <laughs> why everybody should go there. Although, fuck, it was 250 people. This presentation was brought to you by a cooperation <laughs> of Quillgeist Unlimited and the Berlin Board of Tourism. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to link there uh, then in the episode. Quillgeist or the Board of Tourism? The Board of Tourism, of course. Of course. I mean, they paid for this. They paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 250 people. I'm thinking like, it was insane when I arrived. I've never seen it that busy and that full. And there was a queue outside. Yeah. Uh, Have you actually been here for one of the like normal Sunday hangouts? I went to the like young person. There was like an 18 to 35 like Thing. Oh yeah, I went to one of those. No, but uh, actually, you know, the actual diaper party weekends are always very full and very high energy. Yeah. But uh, once a month, and I can recommend this to everybody who comes to Berlin and is into uh, diapers and stuff, check out if uh, during your stay there is a one Sunday every month is uh, just diaper hangout and chill out. Oh yeah, no. I it never... starts on Sunday like twelve o'clock and uh, goes all day, and basically it's coffee cake and just mm. having a chilled nice sunday meeting yeah and th- those are really relaxed you know most people come in like snuggies or pajamas or mm. whatever and just hang around lazy sunday with people in diapers and it's yeah. uh, way more calm and like lay back and relaxed yeah i i never go to those only because of timing like i i'll make sure that I arrive so that I can do the whole weekend. Because these, these are the moments. Uh, these are the moments. I mean, I love, absolutely love the parties and the density and the high energy and everything. And also the kind of stress that you have when you are in the team during those nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on those Sundays, it feels like an, kind of an extended living room, really. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I still haven't found anywhere else like it. It's really unique. I mean, are there like self-organized clubs or venues at uh in london there are but i mean it's it's nothing like it's nothing like that i mean it's a very unique space because it's i think it really feels like a a home like a family you know it feels like every time you go it's a reunion and i think that's a very very hard thing to cultivate and a hard thing to create you need to be able to Mm. have a permanent space in in the first place because a lot of events you know move venue all the time especially here yeah but what uh, what i uh makes think makes it so uh, also special and kind of persistent because uh, this place exists for quite some time you know uh, even got like kicked out in the in the old place and then yes, had to rebuild yeah. the whole thing yeah. oh. and we uh, and we came out even stronger than uh before but uh it all stands and falls with uh you know we are bunch of gays a bunch of queens which means of course there is like not really infighting but of course you know we can be bitchy and whatever on each other but when it comes to outside trouble people are absolutely fierce mm. and uh, have a have a closed front against whatever uh yeah might come uh, across us and uh, that makes you uh, that gives you really like this sense of community and uh, going strong together yeah that's why it's my favorite place in the world because the other thing is, like, okay, so there was, 
I haven't really spoken about this, but um, <clears throat> there was one time that uh, someone, it, it, actually it was only my second party and this is my second time being spanked. And I let this guy do it who was kind of not great. And just the way he behaved was not ideal. And I, you know, didn't really know yet what was mm-hmm. and wasn't okay. And it, I, I, it felt it felt wrong. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And I don't feel safe. And I just happened to say something. And immediately, Pinchy went to Mike and was like, uh, okay, we want to have a conversation with you. We want you to know that's absolutely not okay. We're going to talk to him. He's leaving. It just, there was a real, real sense of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Like, just being safe. There's there's just no no time for any bullshit. And any anytime anyone feels uncomfortable like that, they are really good at that it. That is the thing. And uh, But this only works. And, you know, there's on one hand what you always said. Uh, oh, it's such a great team. And thank you for building this place and yada, yada. Of course. Yeah. But uh, the same amount, 50% or whatever, why it works is just because the crowd themselves... Yeah. is also great you know we really don't have problems with people i don't know spiking drinks or yeah, yeah, yeah. grooming or real sex yeah. sexual harassment not respecting borders i mean of course things happen occasionally but it is at a, compared to what the scene is and what we see on the outside yeah. scene as well and especially in some places in berlin it's like really really a safe place and we also give people the impression that it is safe and that yeah. if anything happens you can always yeah find somebody of the team just totally. uh, tell them your thoughts yeah. you know if it's just maybe a complaint a suggestion you know always appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. it or if you have outright problems as you yeah. told maybe just somebody don't do it right or yeah. even if or you're not just, sure uh, crossing a small border or that yeah. he maybe yeah. is not aware of or whatever you know they yeah. always and we always find ways to like sort it out yeah if it's possible but if somebody uh disrespects the rules like the the red lines then we have pretty quick reaction forces yeah totally i i think also if something did happen like you know if i got i don't know spiked or or really drunk or or was just not in 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 a bad place in some way i know that i could let's say this is a place where you would feel safe to pass out drunk totally because you know nothing totally bad would happen or to say i'm not feeling well something's wrong and i know that i'll be taken care of or Mm. someone will make sure that I get home safe or you know it's just it really is that kind of place where I feel like everyone's looking out for one another that is true yeah that is true which which also which also makes it you know of course we also had like instances where at some fetish party a guy arrives who is obviously not into fetish he's just cruising around and looking for whatever kind of opportunity i don't know stealing but you know people just behaving suspicious and like obviously out of the place if you are in an environment where everybody's so relaxed and looking out for each other not only the team also the guys themselves if you come with bad intentions you really stick out yeah yeah you know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah you cannot like disappear in the in the mess or well yeah i mean so like i this time when i finally went in the coffin i was left there for a little bit which was something we talked about and i was he left his phone like playing circus music and so i knew how long <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh-huh yeah but these two puppies came and they were like okay like that's good that you're fine but actually you shouldn't be left here just in case you needed to get out and after i came out and everything they went and spoke to the guy and just you know said that they bought me some water it was just like just a little thing where it's like lecturing him a little bit yes there's no moment that I didn't feel safe. Yeah, but that's necessary. Actually, that is the reason why, you know, like stuff like the bondage wheel is locked in place and you have to go to the bar and ask, I want to have a round on the bondage wheel. Okay, have you used it before? No. Okay, then please come with me for the security instructions. Yes. Well, and also just a little thing, like it gave me, now I know, like, you know, when I first came you know i didn't know what was and wasn't okay and this time um somebody strapped me into the chair and they they actually left and so you know there's loads of people around eventually i was like okay i i want to come out you can always just say but it gave me the confidence to then go and find them in the smoking room and say hey just so you know in future just maybe just check on the person don't just leave them and forget about them because obviously it's totally fine there's loads of people around but it's just that little thing of like everybody's looking out for one another and everybody can say, just make sure, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Just makes for a far more safe, chill, comfortable environment. Yeah, and for me, for me, uh, if I, I don't know, get left alone or something like that in a place, 
maybe if he would come back in like 10, 15 minutes, whatever, mm. then then tell somebody else, hey, uh, I leave him here. I need to, I don't yes. know. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. the dump or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Can you watch yeah. for him for a second? It makes you think like, okay, if he is not, I don't know, serious or capable enough of a top to think about that very basic yeah, security yeah. aspect, yeah. it makes a question, okay, uh, may, uh, what else is he going to do? Yes. Yeah, where he yeah. basically does not know what to do, or I don't know, uh, you know. Yeah. Or is leaving you not sure of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what is a nice touch about Kvilgeist that always, I think, is, is, is really nice and really intelligent, actually, is that at various spots you have the emergency tools. You would yes, just yeah. have these uh, racks on the wall where you have a cutting knife, big scissors, you know, all kind of gear pliers to like cut mm -hmm. huge ones to uh, to cut uh, chains and stuff, just in case yeah. it's needed. And the in really interesting thing that shows you the spirit is not that these things are there, but they are still there. Mm -hmm. Just like the bondage equipment. You know, there is stuff that you could basically just take off the wall and uh, sneak out. I don't know, but it just doesn't happen. Mm. You know, people yeah. are also the crowd, and that is another compliment to our visitors and guests, the crowd is very careful and responsible about the place and respectful about the team. And that makes it so fun and so uh, good working. Hmm. Okay, it's about that time. I was just thinking on the podcast, normally I'm in charge, right? But I like to end on like a, a yay. Ah, right. I remember. So, Barney, as we are slowly approaching the <laughs> end of our recording, <laughs> would you like to tell our listeners some particular event or thought or anything else that occurred in your life lately, which lifts up your heart and therefore the minds of our listeners as well to give them a nice send-off into their day? Why, yes, I would. Thank you so much for asking. Um... This makes you so three-dimensional. <laughs> what a great question. On the last day of the party, I angrily tweeted because I was leaking and I peed all over my friend's bed and it just made me so mad. Oh. I was like, I'm done with this. Fuck this. I always leak. So my yay is going to be the ABDL community because within about 15 minutes, people were messing so many people and like, you know, just lovely messages like, oh, I'm sorry that that's, you know, happening. I mean, obviously you do you. If I you did as well. Yeah, you did as well. And then I came around and we talked about it a little bit, but I had so many messages and one person sent me a video of exactly what they do, to, like while they tape up to help prevent leaks. People were giving me like tons of advice. Which is so cute. They they really made an effort, an effort yeah, to help you. so sweet. I was just moaning. Like I wasn't, I, I, yeah, I was just complaining and people were like, well, here's all these things you could do. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I would. But then it was also the way that people were like, and you know, maybe it's just not for you and that's fine. That's not what we follow you for. That's not what we're, you know, you do you and just still be yourself. And I, I, I really felt like, oh, like it was just, yeah, it was just nice. So I think the ABDL community, which is becoming ever and ever more visible and has always been the most welcoming, is going to be my hooray for the day. If you ever doubt that diapers are getting more and more popular, always remember once, I don't know where I read it, but like a representative of one of the big diaper manufacturers, medical ones, says, of course we like the diaper community because for two reasons. About 50% of their profit margin is made by diaper fetishists. Because mm -hmm. there are just not so many people who need them for medical reasons. And then the second thing he told is people who need it for medical reasons you know, they don't really like to talk about it yeah. for understandable reasons. On the other hand, the diaper community gives the most honest and full reviews of products. Yes. Yeah. And love to talk about nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there we are in the middle of society. <laughs> Does that mean that your fetish gets accepted as soon as it is profitable for others? Um, yes. <laughs> no, but it definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> with getting infrastructure and good products. Yes, true. So thank you a lot for visiting us today. <laughs> thank you for having me on my podcast. Anytime. I love to have such interesting guests. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Oh, and where can people find us online, I think? Uh, I guess you have to tell. Uh, well, uh, you can maybe find me on Instagram at the underscore muckle underscore stota, although my Instagram has been fucking suspended for no reason, and I have done everything I can, and it's, yeah, just no response. So we'll see about that one. Uh, and at tstota on Twitter. And you find me uh, on Twitter under the name DiaperStyle, written DPR style, because abbreviations and stuff and coolness. Okay, have a nice day. See you next time.
Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings the big top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over the big top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. It records studio quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.